Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Greetings and salutations, everybody. I am Stephen Julian. I am your host for Gwinnett Business Radio today. With me today is my co-host, my co-partner, my, you know, mi amigo, Harper LaBelle. How are you? I am better than I deserve. How are you? That's... I you said phenomenal. That yeah. would be way up at the top of the food chain. Yes. But better. Th- okay. You're, 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 it's a you're definition be- of grace. I stole yeah. it from Dave Ramsey. It's a good one. Oh, I, I okay. like it. I, I use it. I get, right. I get So you're debt free is what you're telling me. You're uh, completely debt free. Let's not go you there. Okay. Oh, never mind. Uh, speaking of debt, well done. That's a good segue. We've got two great guests. And before I Two for one today. That's right. Two guys with one cause common goal organization yes. yes and and i will be very excited to introduce them actually you know what i'll say their names and then i'll do what you did as a segue and we are having a show meeting on the air and it's not going well so far but we're going to turn it around uh we are excited that ken harris and second lieutenant danny mancius are here with the army to talk about rotc talk about a very special rotc unit uh but before we get to that you said something about debt and a lot of our business owners and business leaders listen to this show, which is presented by Regions Bank. They know a little bit about debt, don't they? know about debt and a and lot of other things around business. So we're uh, Regions Bank is here to help their business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide them in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank member F. FDIC. Well done. Thank you. Uh, do you want to introduce? These are kind of your guests. I'm, I'm kind of excited. We're, we're recording this show on uh, Thursday, November 10th. Tomorrow will be Veterans Day. That's one of the unique reasons why they're here, but it's not the only reason. So, Well, that's because Ken is smarter and he looks further into the future than what I do. Very I just wanted strategic. to get him as a guest. And Ken, I got to know you because you helped sponsor one of the golf tournaments that I was at. And so I sent an email to you thanking you for that. Next thing I know, you were talking about a show and now you're on it. You you scheduled yourself before before I even asked him. He goes, "Yeah, let's let's do it on the tenth of." Sounds November. like a military guy who knows what he wants to get accomplished. Yeah, with a civvy that is, yeah, he's just probably laughing at me right now. But Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you for hey, being here. Certainly with us. a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Ken Harris, uh, you are with our Army ROTC, uh, and Second Lieutenant Danny Mancius, you are a. Uh, current uh military member that's right okay uh, just commissioned just started as second lieutenant so fantastic so uh ken here's here's what i want to do to start normally we tell people when we have a business on we hey tell us all about your business i, I think what i would like to do is i would like you guys to just kind of introduce uh yourselves uh, with exactly who you are what you do uh and just kind of like you said you're just recently commissioned but just give us a quick background uh especially your military background of why you guys are sitting here today Certainly. And first thing I'll do is probably not follow instructions. So I'll mention you threw this interesting nugget on the table a moment ago that was debt. So one of the things I like about working with the Army and the RTC program is that we fund college. And one of the big conversations nationally these days is student debt. So we'll come back to that. Okay, so me. 
Good tease, by the yes, way. Yes, thank well you. Well done. Um, so, you know, with, with me, what happened was uh, years ago, I made the world think I was kind of intelligent, and they sent me off to college early, and I proved that I wasn't quite as smart as they thought I was, and so that resulted in me enlisting in the Navy in 1982 when Reagan was president. So the one thing at least that's interesting is when I joined the military, the Russians were the Soviets, and they were the topic of conversation. I will probably finish up my Army Reserve duties next year, and the Russians are back in fashion, if that makes any sense. Um, I did 10 years in the Navy, graduated from Annapolis in 1989, ended up coming over to the Army after one of the big drawdowns, commissioned a second time. And so I'm currently a civilian working for Army ROTC, been doing that for 17 years, but I've also been in uniform most of the last 40 years. Okay. Hey, Ken. Got to know right now. Is it go Army beat Navy or is it go Navy beat Army? Uh, you can't do both. You can't say go Air Force. You got to. Nothing know, come changes on now. the mother of alma mater. You know, so I still. It's all about the goat. Okay, I like it. Yeah. All right, uh, and and Danny, tell us a little bit because uh, the reason you're sitting here is you are you have gone through the ROTC program. Right. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and kind of where you are today. Right. So my career is really just getting started. Uh, I grew up around here, not too far, probably about 25 minutes. Uh, I went to Mill Creek High School. Uh, played football with uh, Coach Shannon, um, and I uh, ran track. So originally, I was in college. I wanted to run track. Uh, I was kind of coming up, uh, pretty promising. Um, but I got a couple injuries, and it kind of threw off what I wanted to do. So I wasn't sure, and we didn't really have the money to pay for college at the point. So I was looking into my other options, and some of my family members were in the military at that point, and they told me about RTC and stuff like that. So I uh, applied my senior year and got the four-year scholarship. And I went to North Carolina State University and um, spent four years there, and now I'm uh, commissioned and about to start as a transportation officer. Fantastic. And so when you say commissioned and about to start, you you finished college, and mm. you are uh, literally just heading in right. uh, with your commission and starting So I'm going though. to Bullock, and Bullock is like a Army college kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm going there February 20th. Uh, and since I have some time, this is like a temporary job, so I, I'm working with uh, Mr. Harris here recruiting at both UGA and GGC. I like it. So that's the reason we're sitting around this table. The specific reason we're sitting around this table is the ROTC recruitment. Specifically, it's called, I believe it's called the uh, Bulldog Battalion, but also ROTC at GGC. So Ken, uh, as the 40-year veteran and kind of the guy overseeing that program, break that program down specifically on those college campuses. Okay, well, the first thing I'll say is, going back to what Danny even said, is ROTC is at over 270 different campuses across the United States. And so someone can easily look at ROTC from Georgia and end up in California. I have been doing ROTC for 17 years. I started at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. I've done five years up at Boston University, a couple of years at Florida Tech. And really, I've been at UGA and GGC now for less than a month. So a lot of it I'm still kind of learning. I think GGC is kind of an interesting break-wide kind of opportunity from the point of view. We were on the campus a couple of days ago walking around, and I think one of the things that is my least favorite thing to hear, but it proves that I'm doing the right thing, and that is I'll run into somebody who says, oh, I didn't know we had ROTC on this campus. And so that's why I wear the shirt. That's why we put the signs up. That's why we go set up some tables, why I go out to high schools and talk. So I'm going to add to that question. I'm going to add to that statement and break the rule a little bit. I think a lot of people would go, even if they know it's on campus, they go, I've heard of ROTC because I've seen it around, but I have no idea exactly what ROTC is. So can you give us a brief, if possible, explanation of the ROTC program? Surely. So ROTC stands for Reserve Officer Training Corps. There's two sides to ROTC. One is the junior ROTC program, and the other one is technically senior ROTC, but you almost never hear it stated that way. It just ends up being ROTC. 
So let's start with junior ROTC. You'll see an awful lot of these in the high schools and even some of the middle schools. It is a deliberate effort by the military to support the educational environment and not set it up as a recruiting tool, okay? So when they go into those high schools, the reason they're welcome in those high schools is while it is a high propensity you know, group of people, it's not the goal to just end up saying, hey, I got 100 in the class, I'm gonna get 100 to enlist. The goal of that is to make better citizens, okay? So in that sense, it's, a, um, it's an aid in the school. These senior military leaders are also helping people graduate from high school, you know, identify some of their goals and so forth. And, and honestly, about three and four people in this generation cannot join the military anyway. So their efforts are focused on people who are not necessarily headed to the military. So senior ROTC is also about making better citizens, but it has the caveat that we're also going to commission people like Danny Mancias. So he's got a much higher standard to set in that he's going to become an agent of the government. As a lieutenant or you know, future captain in the Army, he represents the U.S. government. So then you start getting into things like citizenship, passing a physical fitness test, a Department of Defense medical exam. There's a number of other things that makes it so that, that he's in the 26% of the people in this generation that can join the military and go to college and graduate from college okay, and get a clearance and do other things like that. And so there are two separate sides of it. There is definitely a linkage or a synergy between the two programs. But when you start talking about ROTC on campus now, we also service all of the different services. So out of Air Force ROTC, you can become a Space Force officer. Out of Navy ROTC, you can become a Marine Corps or a Naval officer. You know, so Army ROTC happens to be the largest of the programs. On an average year, we commission about 6,000 lieutenants across the nation. Is there an issue where, for example, I know somebody that was from Texas, he went to school in the middle of the state, and there was not a, a Navy ROTC available, but there was an Army. So like you, he switched over. He had originally signed up for the Marines, and then he went in the Army. Uh, the government doesn't really care which one, but it, uh, personally, there are people that do care, and it does affect their, their campus experience. Um, they're, they're at the school that they're at regardless, but the off office of the ROTC, which part of the, which branch of the military, uh, it can be different from what you want. How do you get around those type of issues? Well, for the most part, if you land in an Army ROTC program, your only de destination is the Army. Okay, if you're in an Air Force ROTC program, your only destination is the mm -hmm. Air Force with a few going to Space Force. Uh, you'll find at the academies there are a few people every year who end up for compelling reasons going in to do a different service. But for the most part, once we've put those four years of effort into you, we're going to keep you. What I did is, is after a half a dozen years in the Navy, what happened was with the drawdown, I was in a position where I could get out. And after I'd gotten out, then I was able to get back in. So in 1993, there wasn't really a designed process to walk out one door and walk in another door. So for the most part, if you find a campus that has Navy, Air Force, and Army, for example, like Boston University, you could walk down all three doors and choose which one you want to go into. Once you've gone in that door, you're mostly going to stay there. If you end up, like you were talking about in Central Texas, where there might only be an Army ROTC, they're not really affiliated with the Navy and can't meet those commissioning standards. Yeah. W one, one thing I'd like to follow up, the difference between just a regular enlist and then an ROTC is the officer aspect and the leadership Qualities. What are you looking for? And I'd ask both of you uh, in terms of what, what are you looking for, Ken, in terms of what, what type of uh, character and personality uh, does any applicant have to have? And then how did you know, Danny, that it was right for you at that time in your life? So, Ken, let's start with you first, okay. if you don't mind. So, so a couple things. A long time ago, someone made the decision that to become an officer, you need a degree. 
there were a few times when we've needed people badly enough, like in the Vietnam War, when they might have stepped down a little bit from that. But for the most part, somebody decided you need a degree, which I think is a very relevant discussion these days, because many people in this generation may not think a degree is worthwhile, and I happen to think it is. If you've got college potential, you should consider college. Um, so then the, the second part of it is when it comes to leadership. My brother retired as a sergeant first class from the Army and had his Ph.D., I don't have a PhD, so it's not one of those that oh, college means lieutenant and you know sergeants aren't educated. I think one of the great piece of paper doesn't necessarily determine how smart you are or how you can determine what to do in a particularly difficult situation. Exactly, and so I've had a lot of sergeants working for me who might have had more education than I do. It is a difference in focus. Yeah, and what I'll say is on our worst days. The lieutenant can do the sergeant's job or the sergeant can do the lieutenant's job, and in some cases maybe even better than the other based on experience. But what it takes is it takes one person who's focused on the officer's side and the officer's business and, and you know leading the Army's resources. The other one is more directly devoted to the individual soldier, sailor, airman, and marine. So, so the non-commissioned officer has a very different focus than the commissioned officer. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Danny, with you, you were in high school. There was right. a, a office – on your campus, is that how you first were exposed to the, the ROTC the, program? There was no JRTC at Mill Creek. Uh, I just found out through the Go Army website, okay. GoArmy.com. And you mentioned earlier there was a financial need, right? Mm -hmm. you, you you didn't have mu enough money, and because of your injury, you, you weren't looking at a scholarship. Uh, North right, Carolina State was that the top school that you wanted to go yeah, to? Yeah, uh, both my parents went there, so I was I've been looking there for oh, a while. Okay, so, so you were Wolfpack guy yeah, before sir. ever, you know? Yeah. Ra raise well, that's okay. Yeah, Nothing. yeah research absolutely. triangle, good college, and you. Was there a hurdle before you actually were accepted? Was it just the yeah. finances? You know, what specifically got you through to the point where you go, wait a second, I can not only go to the school that I want right. to, but yeah, I can do it wasn't so just many finance. of the other things. It was a lot of the, the specific, like, uh, pathways and opportunities that it would open for me. Because I know, like, researching into it and talking to my family members, their officers too, and just talking about not only in the military but it offers you opportunities once you get out because once you go to college you get a degree you can use your connections in the private business sector too uh but not only that it it teaches you leadership um it expands your your knowledge and stuff like that so like he like ken was saying uh the enlisted can be more specialized in specific things and um they do their thing but the officers uh develop like uh leaders and lead others and uh manage more and so that's what I, really I was looking looking into. Can you give us a Can you give us a picture, a snapshot? Uh, you you did the ROTC program for all four years at NC State. Mm -hmm. Can you give give our listeners a snapshot of of what someone would expect? I would imagine there's a huge spectrum and range of things you guys did. Right. But paint a picture mm -hmm. of of what it's like to be part of an ROTC. So program. as a as a cadet, they really focus you on being a student first because they want to get your they want you to get your degree. Right. And so when you first come in, you come in as a freshman, uh, you go to PT, and you go to class two times a week. It's a leadership class, and then you go to lab. Um, and it's not too much of an obligation. It's obviously more than the average student, and you have to learn how to manage your time. But for the most part, you're just getting settled in. You're going through drills, how learning how to march, stuff like that. But it's not too much pressure as far as, you know, your, um, your expectations and responsibilities. And it, it gradually gets harder into your second year. But by the time you're a junior, that's when you step into that uh, leadership role. And, um, oh, yeah, if I wasn't clear, PT is physical training. Sure. So we go. To you know, there's an acronym for every. There's probably an acronym for the <laughs> yeah. word acronym. There's yeah. probably you an know? acronym for an interview on a, po on a podcast and uh, internet yeah, radio there's station. There's a lot of acronyms. I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. 
but once you become a junior, that's when you get really uh, put into that leadership role and you have a lot more responsibilities. You're in charge of the freshmen and sophomores. Um, that's when you're getting evaluated. And then it's definitely, it's still manageable as far as your courses go, as far as your classes course, college classes go. Uh, but then that summer you go to advanced camp in Fort Knox. And that's a, for me, it was a 38 day uh, course. You're getting evaluated, you're going out there in the woods. And then once you come that come back, your evaluation is pretty much over, like your, your final ranking. And then as a four, that's when they're really preparing you to go into the Army. Uh, you're in charge of mentoring the younger kids, stuff like that. And, and Ken, as someone who enlisted uh, but is now involved in the ROTC program, what are some of the biggest differences uh, between enlisting and going through ROTC? Well, I, I know there's a lot of similarities, but I'm kind of I would imagine one of the biggest differences is is what uh, Danny said, which is there's a there's a focus on the education first and foremost throughout the college career because it, it's happening on a college campus. So they want them to get that degree uh, before they actually get commissioned. But but what are some of the other major differences? So and, and I don't mind making people a little uncomfortable sometimes. So what I often jokingly say, but it's true, and that is what I like about being an officer is that I have the power. Okay. Now, some people say, oh, so you just need to have the, the driver or whatever. No. What I don't like is when I run into somebody and they're saying, hey, I'm having trouble getting promoted or I'm having trouble getting paid or, or something's not happening to take care of my family. And I hate to hear that problem and find that I'm powerless to engage in sol solving the problem. As an officer, in a way, I own the entire army. Okay. I'm a franchise holder. I have a stake in the organization. So I can run into a soldier or an officer who's having a problem, and I can say, hey, let's take a walk. Let's go talk to your chain of command. Let's find out what's going on. And if I run into somebody who kind of goes, hey, you know, Ken, why are you involved in this conversation? I'm very comfortable as a relatively senior officer with saying, well, why aren't you involved in this conversation? If I'm hearing about it out on the sidewalk or in the, in the front lobby, then, you know, this should have been solved long before now. And, and so that power is really what it com comes down to. I mean, I'll, I'll tell a quick war story, and it's even a true one, you know, but I came back from Iraq, and, and I had a soldier who passed away due to a heart attack. Because he'd had the heart attack in Iraq, some of the bureauc bureaucratic decisions that were made made it look like he wasn't going to get his life insurance, okay, just because the time frame hadn't worked out. And so finally, when I wasn't getting the answers I needed, and at that time I was a captain in the Army National Guard, but I just, I finally called the servicemen's group life insurance, and I just said, hey, I got this, I got this question, this, this problem. And they immediately bumped me up to the vice president, you know, for claims. She asked me a couple of questions, and the family got their money, okay? So that was $250,000, is now $400,000. But it was one of those where, as an officer, I really felt like I can't just walk away from this problem. I need to kind of take it one more, one more, one more. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's where I find kind of the difference is as, a, as sort of a stock owner in the company, I can go and ask some of the harder questions. There's a maturity level, I think, that you would probably be looking for there are some kids that at 16 to 24 years old I know I was one of them oh, it's the last thing in the world I'm thinking of but there's others that go wait I got to start planning my life and I want to do so in a way that requires me to make some different decisions and kind of go away from what the pack is the pack is your friends and everybody's yeah don't worry about that there's always tomorrow you see guys like Danny that are probably thinking, um, I really need to figure out how I'm going to get into college. I know what I want to do, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. Your job is to help and to assist them with the sponsorship, if you will, of the Army, in your case, uh, or maybe the Navy, the Air Force, uh, uh, to, to assist. You're helping people put their lives together in a different way, but still getting the same result that they want to. Is that not pretty much what you're... 
Go ahead. A- absolutely true. And, and one of the things that I'm committed to in the job that I've got is I'm I, what, I, what I would like to call is a holistic recruiter. So if someone comes walking in and says, I want to go to the Air Force Academy and become a Space Force officer, I don't immediately start off with, well, have you looked at the Army? We've got some great opportunities. <laughs> you know, I figure if... Let's keep you on the ground. Right. <laughs> if, no, that's not what I'm... Uh, go ahead. If I've got something good to offer, eventually they might come back around and take a look at me. But on the other hand, it's like, hey, let's make a phone call. Let's find you one yeah. of these people that's in the area that works for the Air Force, Air, you know, Air Force Academy and so forth. And so, you know, in that sense, if someone should enlist, I'm willing to help them get there. If they're going to the Navy, I'll help them get there and so forth. And, and I've found in the long run, if I'm helping people in the community, soldiers, sailors, airmen, at the end of the day, they come back to me as a resource and, and the right people will come and find me. We're, uh, we're speaking with Ken Harris uh, and Second Lieutenant Danny Mancius. Ken is a recruiting operations officer, specifically with the uh, Bulldog Battalion and the GGC ROTC program. Uh, uh, Danny is a Second Lieutenant, just recently commissioned, heading into the uh, for his military career. Danny, I want to ask you, uh, you talked a li- you gave a great picture of mm. kind of your life in the ROTC while on college campus right uh, and you talked about the Fort Knox uh, situation what are some of the other opportunities talk a little bit about some of the special in R- opportunities in ROTC yeah, yeah. That either in ROTC or that you specifically have okay um, so there's in ROTC itself there's a lot of like clubs that you can join there's also schools so they offer like a, a ranger ranger uh, t- battalion you can also go to air assault school and how to jump out of a helicopter stuff like that I personally didn't do that, but um, my MS3 instructor, so when I was a junior, he was a great mentor, a great teacher. He was part of 3rd Special Forces Group, which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. He did pretty cool stuff. And he, like, he really cared about us teaching us, and he's, like, a personal mentor to me. And so I learned a lot about what it takes to be a leader and how to grow and stuff. So just having that, like, relationship with someone like that is something I wouldn't have really had if I didn't, if I wasn't in RTC. And on top of that... uh, Usually every battalion does FTXs at different locations, which stands for, yeah, Yeah. uh, it's a field training exercise. So it's like a three, four day weekend where you go out in the middle of the woods, you learn how to uh, live off these little packaged MREs. I'm not sure what it stands for, actually. Meal ready to eat. Meal ready to eat, yeah. Uh, They're not that good, but when you're starving, they they taste good, so. And, um, and I would imagine there's orienteering, there's, there's right, how yeah. to read a map, all that kind and of so stuff. And so while we did our uh, FTXs at Fort Bragg, which is in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and our battalion got to ride in Apache helicopters. It was pretty cool. We got to go to these, like, electronic gun ranges, do the uh, obstacle course that um, 101st Airborne does. So there's a lot of great experiences that we did on it semesterly basis so much like so much like the college experience itself where mm-hmm. you're picking your path of right. of what you want to study in college you also get a chance right. to pick different classes pick different experiences well the classes that we take everyone takes the same classes sure. but you do get a lot of interactions with different people in different branches right. and so while you're in rtc like when i came into rtc i didn't know what specifically i wanted to do like what branch and then you have the time to form an opinion if you want to go infantry you know you want to shoot more you want to do logistics stuff like that that's an interesting segue for me um some nations require you Mm -hmm. to be uh in the military for a minimum of two years and some longer than that um and you have a choice to either do it before college like when you're 18 after high school or do it after and different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. but the, the majority of the folks that, that go before they go to college find that once they've done their military service they have a completely different perspective of why and how they would go to college 
um, you learn how to fix tanks or repair Jeeps or do something right. like that. You could be a mechanic for the rest of your life because you're learning how to fix stuff mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have thought of when you're 14, 15, 17 years old, somewhere in that range. And now you do it because you have to, mm-hmm. but it's a profession that you could keep for the rest. Or even if you just uh, learn how to do stuff around the house differently, right. Uh, around the neighborhood, you can fix brakes for mm-hmm. people the rest of your life and make an extra couple hundred right. bucks. Save everybody because you learn a skill. Uh, what was that like for you in specific? What what you experienced with the um, uh, the, the training course that the hundred first did and mm-hmm. and flying in Apaches? Was there a point where you, uh, this is really more directed to where I would like to be? Was there a, a magic moment that you had during your experience? Um. I would say there was when I went to advanced camp. Uh, it wasn't so much as the experience I did specifically because all all of those things are more um, infantry or uh, special force stuff like that, and that's not the route I wanted to go. But it's like more talking to people and what they've done. But I do know that what you're talking about, like the uh, learning skills and stuff like that. I know the army does colleges and those transfer in like you can get those courses accepted into actual institutions so if anyone's already been in the army stuff like that they can use those courses to because we have a student at ggc that or he's he wants to go to ggc rtc and he was enlisted before and he took i think a cyber class or something like that so he's he's what we call a 25 uniform which is like networks and systems repair technician Mm -hmm. and so you know, I've already given him some guidance about how to go get that transcript from the Army, bring it over to the admissions and the registrar, and see if he can get that accepted. Yeah. And depending on how Georgia Gwinnett College does it, he may have 20, 25 credits towards his degree mm-hmm. already. Yeah. A- and I was going to ask you, Ken, uh, as the lead recruiter uh, for GGC ROTC, are there any specific, uh, and as Danny said, there's some of the core classes when it comes to the ROTC classes, are there any kind of unique or special uh uh, classes that are taught at GGC ROTC program that that maybe are kind of unique or at least aren't at every other uh, ROTC program. Well, I'd say realistically, it's a common curriculum. So, okay. so if you were taking the classes at Boston University or taking at Georgia Gwinnett College, the plan of instruction is identical across the Army because we want to know that we're producing the same quality. Um, but what what you end up doing is you take one class each semester in conjunction with being whatever your major is. One of the things I like about recruiting for the Army is you'll find, for example, the Navy and the Air Force are much more concerned about nuclear engineers, naval architects, aerospace engineers. We like our philosophers and our historians and and pretty much everybody, okay? Um, But then in addition to that, you'll take at least one military history class, and I think that's essential because if you don't know why or how we got here, it's kind of hard to know where we're going. Um, But beyond that, I think each of the campuses offers different uh, you know, you'll go out and do your physical training in a different location, or sure. like he mentioned, the field training exercise. Um, from Boston University, we went down to Gettysburg because one of the children of one of the alumni, you know, funded that every year. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's interesting to see how each of them kind of goes out into the area and finds what opportunities are available. They're either near a military base, we have some here in Georgia, or they're not. Um, you know, so in that sense, I mean, I'd say each campus is unique, but on the other hand, the plan of instruction is is universal. Yeah. Uh, imagine that. Uh, I, I just realized how dumb my question was. Of course, the military wants everything to kind kind of be the same. But I like based on where you're located, you'll either go to a different 
you'll either go to a different camp or you'll go to a different fort or or you might have different experiences based on mm. where you're right. located. So. so my dumb question, hopefully trumps your dumb question, I would, would love be that. my follow-up with that is let's say there's a field, uh, computer sciences or something like mm-hmm. that, and you go to GGC. I'm just using this as an example. It's just full. There's so many people that are taking it that you can't even get to your classes. But the ROTC may have tremendous openings in certain areas. Are there any examples that you could give of portions of – uh, an average campus life where if you in, in, enroll in the ROTC that you would be able to get some of your classes that you want in the same f- field that you're interested in, but also get to take advantage of what uh, the Army would have to offer. So the only one that comes to my mind based on what you're saying, and we don't currently have a nursing program within the Bulldog Battalion, but I've worked with some programs that have the nursing program. And so the so many campuses are very supportive of the military that what they'll actually do is they'll turn around and say hey when you have a sophomore in the nursing program who is competing for a seat in the upper division or junior class in some cases they'll set aside a few specific seats to say you know hey your candidate is competitive might not have been at the top of the list but we'll take them because we know they're going to go off and do great things okay so there are some cases where you might get admitted into a place that you would not have otherwise but it's not necessarily i mean history i don't think it's hard to get in depth revision history so i don't think we enjoy that across the board i will not ask either of you which of our questions was dumber <laughs> i'll i'll just no, I think mine was uh, uniformity in the military. Danny, when, Danny, when you first began, what were your expectations and what may have been different that said, no, wait a second, this is a lot better than I thought it was? I mean, because you had parents that were involved. So was there anything in particular for you that kind of shed light on your ability to go, I don't know, but now I do? Right. Um, I guess going in, I was pretty nervous. I thought they would have like really high expectations going in about like you need to be doing know how to do this, this, and this. And I thought it was going to be. You like, can only do eighty-five push-ups, and you're right. supposed to do a hundred. I mean, yeah. seriously, there's there's a little bit of mm-hmm. apprehension there. Yeah, Ken's um, laughing because he's, he's <laughs> he can whip out one hundred and fifty push-ups with no problem. Yeah, I guess that's. That, I was kind of nervous about that. Like, if I wasn't going to be able to keep that was actually the PT test. Um, I was nervous if I was going to be able to pass it or not just seeing if I was I mean I was in shape but I was still a little nervous but I was surprised when I first got in the way that they do take time to develop their freshmen and and also the way that a lot of the developing is done by the upperclassmen instead of the the other cadre which is like the the people already in the military the senior instructors Mm -hmm. and I think that's a, a good thing that they do is that they they teach the fours the seniors to help develop the younger kids so it's like a cycle that goes around so yeah. by the time you're a senior you're already learning how to develop your your younger peers i i want to I, I this might be the last question we'll see uh, um, but I, I wanted to just ask both of you uh you you don't both have to answer this but uh you're both military men mm-hmm. uh you're here on gwinnett business radio talking to business leaders business owners uh in in that listen to our show all the time what would you like people to know just about the Army, since you guys are both in the Army, uh, in general, and and then also just about military service. Um, You know, I guess giving you a chance to maybe rant, but I don't think the military rants a lot. They just speak truth. So I'm going to get out of your way and just what would you guys like people to know about the military and the Army in particular? So I think there's there's two things I would say in, in both cases. One is I'm very proud of the leadership development that happens in the military because at the end of the day, 
it's like first responders. You don't call us on a nice, calm, sunny Sunday. You call us when something is going wrong. And so our leaders, for the most part, are caught up in solving the harder, more complex problem sets. And so I think if you've done four, eight, you know, in my case, a few decades where the military service, a lot of times you might walk into a situation and someone says, oh, this is the first time something like this has ever happened. You look at, actually, this looks a little familiar. It's a little different zip code or something. Um, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, we watch the movies and most of the movies are, are about the, the, the men carrying rifles and bayonets. Um, Danny's going into the transportation corps. We do logistics. We do cyber. We do hospitals. Um, you can become a nurse in the army in pediatrics because there's army hospitals in Germany that support the families of the military. You know, so realistically, we're running a village. And in that running of the village, almost every job that you can find out there, somebody's either doing, contracting, or managing someone who's doing it. So if you look at the military and automatically assume that you're going to be stepping out the back of a C-130 with a bayonet in your teeth, that's not the entire Army. That is the focus of the Army. We don't get called in most cases because we're going to you know, just go build a road. We're building a road somewhere where it's a contested territory. You know, but on the other hand, there's so many other jobs than what necessarily become obvious. Um, I won't even try to list all the ones that I've done. <laughs> Danny? Yeah, um, just going off what Ken said, I just would want people to be aware of like just how many doorways it could help you get into because like if you're not necessarily uh passionate about the army but you want to be like a doctor or something there's ways that like my doctor now uh he wasn't he used the army to pay for his medical school because some people if you're not fortunate enough to have i mean medical school is expensive so like the army can help you out and there's lots of different ways cyber uh medical logistics stuff like that where if you want to pursue a career in that the army can help you get there and it that's what it did for me I like Ken how you mentioned the movies. You know, we we I love the I love the image of the guy with the bayonet in his mouth jumping out of the C one thirty. If anyone hasn't read Steve any of Stephen Ambrose's books about World War Two, I'd strongly encourage it. And one of my favorite things, or or things that I was like, ooh, I never thought of that. Ambrose, especially when he talks about D Day and and the push to to Berlin, he spent a couple of chapters just on logistics and and getting all the stuff there. And I mean that it it's. It reminds me of like Mike Rowe with Dirty Jobs. In fact, he did a thing about the uh, he did a whole thing about the job of fueling up planes and things like. There is so much that isn't sexy or it wouldn't be quote unquote exciting mm-hmm. in a movie, but is absolutely necessary to serve and protect our country. Uh, and so I love that you guys you guys pointed that out. Uh, and now I'm just ranting. <laughs> Leave it to me. I'm the one ranting. I apologize about that. Um, favorite memory. Let me ask well, that. So oh, I just want to add uh, one quick thing, and maybe yeah, yeah. I can make Harper sound a little bit more intelligent with his question. Okay? Ooh, it's not possible. A, af- go ahead. After a few anyone moments, can do it. Ken can. After a few moments, I realized there were a few things I left out, too. Um, I've watched some cadets over the last 17 years, for example, because they get their clearance while they're in ROTC, they've been able to do summer internships, like with the NSA or other people. They've done some, you know, you've been involved in some cyber exercises. Uh, the military is also Department of Defense got a language program where you might be able to go study overseas. So that's kind of an area that's a little bit different than what you're asking, but there are opportunities that cadets get that they may not otherwise have gotten out of college. Yeah, I would think most business owners are also looking for somebody that has the type of discipline and the type of consistency that what the military would demand uh, in in their business. They would like to have somebody in the sales department or somebody, you know, who turns on and off the lights to be able to do it with that type of consistency. You would see that it would open doors in that respect, too. Both of you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so since he made that question better, I think we should stop there. What do you think? You think? Yeah, I think so. Except one last thing. 
for those people who want to find out more specifically about GDC's ROTC program or the ROTC program in general, how do people get in touch with you, Ken, or how do people get in touch with the program? So I think the, the first thing, you know, I would encourage anybody out there who's got someone who's of the age that's looking at it, the first thing I would say is go to goarmy.com and you put slash ROTC and you'll start finding about the opportunities that are across the board. Um, and then what I would say is, you know, for GGC, if you just search up Georgia Gwinnett College Army ROTC, it'll bring you right to our website. Um, and that at least is a doorway in. And, and the real thing I would end up saying is, Call me up and let's have a conversation because there may be a pathway for you that the military's got opportunities for you. So, so how would people get in touch with you? Uh, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got a cell phone number, um, 706-340-2619, or they can also email me at kgharris at uga.edu or armyrtc at uga.edu. I like it. I, we always like it when guests give their phone number. That's a big deal. Yeah. You that, passed the test. That right means there. they're passionate uh, <laughs> and, and do what they do. And, uh, uh, second Lieutenant Danny Mancias, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you uh, for having me and best of luck in your career. Thank you. And, uh, Ken, you said it might be winding down a little bit here soon, shortly, or so which part of winding down? I don't know. Oh, okay. you tell me No, You'll, you'll still be serving. Uh, once oh, so serving, so in, serving. in my army reserve career, um, yeah. you know, honestly, I've just reached the point where I'm 58 years old and you know, the, the door will be shown yeah. to me soon. And frankly, I'm at the point after 40 years where the changes are happening a little faster yeah. than I'm ready to keep sure. up with. Um, by the same token, the job with ROTC I do as a government service employee. Yeah. And so I intend to do this, past what would normally be retirement age and so i hope to be in the community for another 10 years well I, we appreciate both your services uh and, and uh, look forward to seeing what else the rotc does and what i love is is they can do ggc but like you said there are over 200 campuses people can find where they can get involved with rotc so thank you guys both for being here absolutely well i appreciate your passion both and love is what makes a subaru a subaru enjoy the big savings and the hassle-free experience with subaru of gwinnett you know, I got to see the BRZ the other day, the really? coupe that they had, a light blue one. It looked, it's a gorgeous vehicle. Is that Would that be your preferred color, light blue? Well, I think that's what they make it in. So, oh, okay. you know, not like Henry Ford, who said you could have a car in any color you want, you want as, as long as, as it's black. black. So we do it a little bit differently. But if that's not the right car for you, the Ascent, the Crosstrack, or obviously the, uh, the Classic, which is the Outback, mm -hmm. Subaru has a vehicle for you. The 2023s are on the lot right now. If you're interested in a 2022, new or used, hey, with the rates changing right now, financing and special deals are available. Find something that uh, would be right for you. Visit with one of the finance experts there. If you're interested in leasing for either you personally or for your business, give the folks at Subaru a call. Uh, Gary Sykes is their sales manager on the lot there, or you can visit with Subaru.com and join their family today. Come on in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaru's, Su Subaruist, excuse me, then check out their Facebook page for the latest offerings, news, and community events. Wow. It's a big day when Mike breaks out a new stand sound up and salute yeah, now? I don't I know. Think, uh, I was trying to decide if that was Mighty Mouse or Tom and Jerry or something like that, but they are going to play da, us da, out. Da, da, yeah, da, 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 actually, yeah. It's, I believe it's military music. Of course it is. Yeah, it's of course army. it is. Yeah. It's, so uh, for our guests, Ken and uh, Danny Mancius, and for Harper, our producer is Mike. want to remind you that Gwinnett Business Radio is available on your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also search us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X, and I'm going to blow Mike Salmon's mind. I'm going to end the show quickly. Harper, thank you for co-hosting with me today. Appreciate it. Thanks for being Absolutely. with you. Good, good job. And you know he wants the Navy fight song. And Ken we'll, wants the Navy. You're doing the Army. Army, but we'll uh, see okay. you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.